0: This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. So Dave, what's better than one fine September day on the Yellowstone River in Yellowstone National Park?
1: Well, the only answer to that is a second day on the Yellowstone River when the sun shines and the hopper bite is on.
0: Oh, yes. You're speaking my language. In our last episode, we talked about one fine, cloudy day on the Yellowstone River. Well, we went back the very next day, and I have to say the fishing was even better. So we're going to talk about that fine, sunny day, where we fished, what we saw, what we caught, what we talked about, what we heard, and most important of all, What what we ate. Absolutely. So, so
1: this is the second of our four episodes on a four-day fly fishing trip that we took uh, in mid-September in Yellowstone country. And we're spending an episode on each day hoping that it gets you excited about your next fly fishing trip and maybe gives you some ideas or insights you can use on the water.
0: And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, One Fine Cloudy Day on the Yellowstone River. You might want to go back and listen to that one first. It will also explain that we're back, just like the Eagles reunion tour. Uh, Dave and I released a weekly episode, wrote a weekly or article. Or just like yeah. head lice. Oh, 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 man. What a terrible analogy. <laughs> I heard somebody the other day that <laughs> had
1: head lice. Yeah, that is anyway. terrible, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, that is a bad <laughs> analogy. Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure why that yeah. uh, stuck in my yeah. mind. That's that's right. Hey, just whatever, back. whatever comes like to mind. Like a bad case <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, put that on our Instagram or Twitter account. gosh. Anyway, if you're a new listener, uh, not only do I I apologize for that metaphor, but, yeah, I just want you to know that for four years, oh, man. Yeah, we we did – there's a lot of laughter now that we're doing this again. Anyway, we did a weekly episode and a weekly article for four years, and then we just –
1: Oh, we, no, let's go. Yeah. We decided oh. to call it quits. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, time constraints, other priorities, and then our but... jobs, our our real jobs that we made money, all went downhill. No. <laughs> Steve almost no, got man. fired yeah, as a pastor. Right. No, thank <laughs> that's not. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's not uh,
0: true. <laughs> but anyway, we decided to publish episodes occasionally, you know, after fly fishing trips or whenever. And I'm I'm laughing because I'm still thinking about what your wife Jana said to us. You know, just a few minutes before she started recording. Well, what did she say? Something like, "Yeah, you know, when I saw you guys post.
1: On Instagram on about a, your fly fishing Instagram trip. I was like, okay. They're back. They're back, Yeah. <laughs> and then a few minutes ago after we recorded our first episode, I said something to the effect. So I think this is, we're sounding a little bit different. I said, Janet, is it different? She goes, no. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah. blah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh my. I, uh, I know it. So, anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. One, one, fine one fine sunny day. Sunny day on the Yellowstone River. So, Dave, what did we see?
1: So, this is day two of our fly fishing trip. Yep. And this was a, just a different day. Uh, the day heated up and it was just a gorgeous sunny day. And often, as you know, in fly fishing, Sometimes the best days on the river are not the sunny days. This turned right. out to be different than that. But it was in the low 70s. Yeah, and it was because of hoppers. You know, Absolutely. Th- this
0: was probably the last day. I think say, it was but,
1: for the entire season. Yeah. Because it has yeah. ne- it, I don't think the temp got that high again yeah, out there in no. Montana. So I
0: think for me, one of the first things you know, that, that really stood out that I saw was we, we drove from uh, the Bozeman area. We stayed with my son-in-law's folks uh they live right almost on the Gallatin River uh, west of Bozeman and I mean, so literally it, it's a hundred yards off yeah the river. it really is so we drove uh, over drove uh, to Livingston and then up through Paradise Valley and that brought back a lot of memories uh, my uh, my folks lived there for about 14 years uh, my wife and I lived there one summer i I worked on on a ranch there and so it was just Kind of fun to drive through, even to look up and remember. Oh yeah, that's where I shot a bull elk one year during bow season, and and just a lot of things. And
1: talk about the pop stand.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, even driving. When you get south of Livingston, you enter this little canyon, and then then you enter the valley, and there, uh, the the pop stand. Uh, it's still there, but it's closed. And uh, I I think back in the mid eighties, it was a tasty freeze, and then it. I don't know they lost the franchise or got rid of the franchise, and then it was the pop stand and and it seems like through the years it would close and then it would reopen well, a few about a decade ago when we when we were fishing, remember we drove through there and noticed, hey, the pop stand's open, so we Uh, We popped in, no pun intended. I
1: think we got a shake that day.
0: Yeah, and I thought, well, this is interesting. Why is there all this Atlanta Falcons uh, gear? And then we find out later that Arthur Blank, the the owner of the Falcons, the, the owner of Home Depot, uh, he and his wife would spend time in Paradise Valley, and they they liked this little restaurant. So they bought you're, it. Yeah, when you are Arthur Blank, <laughs> you like something, you buy it. So they bought this, and 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 his wife ran it, and and he would sit in the back. Uh, there were remember there were a couple TV screens, yep. and CNN was on, and he would kind of sit back there, and uh, yeah, it's it just so it was kind of fun to see that again. I was
1: bummed to see it. A few years ago, it was closed. I know. So I don't know I if know. he got tired of little or I think, they, play yeah, thing I think or what? They,
0: they sold it, and I'm not sure what all happened, but just kind of moved on, and so it's, it's not there. But yeah, so we see all this familiar stuff, and down through Paradise Valley and through what's called Yankee Jim Canyon, where an old guy prospector by the name of Yankee Jim uh, used to stand there with a shotgun and he would charge people to go into Yellowstone National oh, Park.
1: My. Yeah, that was so, uh, it. Was effective?
0: Yeah, yeah, it it worked, and uh, so anyway, kind of all of that before we get there, and then we come to Gardner, and and of course we're seeing all the elk. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, the
1: night before, uh, before I say that, I I need to make this point, and I don't know if we've said this much when we go to Montana. Do I mean do we put a thousand miles in four days on a car? I mean we are just dry We put yeah, we do. so many mm-hmm. miles on the yeah. car. We'll drive from Bozeman to North Yellowstone into the park and then back in one day. It's mm-hmm. yeah. just a ton of miles. But anyway, so we're staying with um, Steve's daughter's father-in-law. So uh, and so we're staying with them. They live hundred miles off, hundred miles, hundred yards off the Gallatin. They have this nice little place. But he's telling us he was a football coach for many, many years. But he told told the story about that the high school football team in Gardner, Montana, would have to continually drive off the elk from the football yeah. field before they could practice. Yeah,
0: it's just down, if, if if people, if you've ever visited there before and you know where the gate is, kind of the historic gateway, the, the brick the gate, arch. the arch, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. what it is. And, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. he dedicated, I think he might have been there for that. But anyway, it, it's just, there's a side road that kind of goes down down the hill from that, and that's where the high school is, and the football field is right there. And Gardner, I mean, all you you see all of these elk all over the place, and and I've I've even been in there. I remember one day we drove in years ago. There was a bull that was sitting in a yard, and right by this pine tree. And when we came back, the bull was still there, and the pine tree was destroyed. But but anyway, yeah. What were you? Yeah. What did what did Grant's dad
1: say about uh, the
0: football field there?
1: Well, they. They talk about one time the quarterback threw uh, a ball to the receiver. Now, it wasn't in a game, it was in, in practice, practice yeah. and it hit the rump of an elk. A cow, who elk, was a cow elk that had walked into the field. Out ran <laughs> across and, and, and then for yeah. detention, students have to clean up the elk droppings and buffalo pies, bison pies, uh, bison <laughs> yeah. pies off yeah. of the field. So that's just oh, crazy. Man. And also, there was a grizzly bear again. That was walking around Gardner. Remember that? They were yeah, talking about that's that. That's right. Yep. That was mm-hmm. a, like that a couple of years ago. Yeah. We stayed at that hotel, but it was again this year. There's yep. just a grizzly bear just kind of oh, hanging around Gardner. So I know. Um, and we did see
0: a bear then. On uh, another actually, once bear. We got into the park yeah, after Mammoth a, yep. between Mammoth and uh, it was almost tower, close to the same Junction. place where we yeah, saw one it earlier. It was. Yeah, yep. You know. Yep. Some... Yeah.
1: And we also had to slow way down for some buffalo or bison that were taking their time crossing the road. That was fun. But yeah, we headed to yeah. the same place up near Tower Fall and parked the car at the general store and headed down again. Yep.
0: That was fun. One of the sites that rarely, well, I've never seen before. Is when we got down towards the river on the other side of the river, and that's Bannock Ford. Is that what you call that? Um, actually, that would just be upriver, but just where it—it's it, not the turn. Yeah, right where Tower Creek empties into the river. If you look downriver, it kind of goes. It it yeah, it goes behind, kind of into a little canyon or something uh, you can only see the river so far and there's there's some really nice looking water on the other side and i've i think i said the day before man I'd, I'd love to just bring a float tube and go up the river and you know and just paddle across in a float tube and go fish that and there were two there were three guys two guys fishing it looked like the third might have been a guide yeah and they were wearing waders and they're on the other I wonder side how they got in yeah, with waders i know it You know if they wore them in or just packed them in well that's the thing we saw we saw three guys uh, on the way out and i don't know if they were the same ones or not it it seems like it would have been an awful long day just to fish that that one yeah section but yeah yeah, that was kind of interesting so where do they have to come come in if they're on
1: the other side of the river
0: well from tower junction they would head towards the lamar they would cross the river the yellowstone river it's right really close to the tower to junction and somewhere there, I don't know if they walk in up over Is that the two, top. three miles? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure it might be. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. I, I look at that and I think, well, you know, if, if these are two I almost wonder if it was a different group because the three guys that we saw on the way out, they were walking up out of there, but they're walking up the ridge and that I mean they they looked didn't like, look like they had. Waders. they looked like serious hikers. Yeah. I mean they they could have had waders in their backpack but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. it's intriguing. We've always thought about getting over on that other side, but I, I think it would be a lot more work. It's enough work as, as it is already.
1: Well, the hike in that day was unbelievable. The oh, yeah. sunlight, of course, yes, oh. the day before was cloudy. Today yeah. was full sun. So
0: from subdued colors the day before to kind of brilliant. It was just
1: lit oh, up. Oh man, it unbelievable was unbelievable. Really was unbelievably yep. Uh, beautiful.
0: Yep. So let's talk about what we caught. I mean, we we caught more cutthroat trout. You know, again, we're catching trout between fifteen and eighteen inches, but. Uh, we, we didn't, nothing on betas and uh, we didn't use streamers no. that day either.
1: Well, first thing, when you're hiking in, there was just a ton of hoppers moving. Yeah. And so I was I, surprised. We, we were like, there like at nine 30 or 10.
0: There's hoppers all
1: over Yeah, It was place. just the buzzing of the hoppers and they were just all over. So we were just thinking, man, this is going to be great. And it was, it but, was, yeah. But it wasn't initially so we we get in probably what two and a half three miles and we finally i i caught one on a on an ant pattern you know the first one i think yep. i caught in mm-hmm. the day on the ant pattern and i was just drifting it in in a in a run that uh and i had, it was probably my 40th drift and i finally some something hit it yep. and, and caught the fish but then we went up to our place called hopper run so we decided this time to go farther back so is it another mile maybe yeah, I think probably, probably it is. another we, mile.
0: We go up this cliff, which we'll talk about in just a, in just a moment. But yeah, we went back to this. I mean, we we've affectionately named it Hopper Run. It's just this nice long run right along the
1: bank, right along yeah. the bank. You don't need to cast it more than no. one. no. I and mean, literally, you can cast it ten feet. In case yeah,
0: you can. And we're we're wait- we're not waiting. It's no, just, we're, we're wearing hiking boots and. Oh, man, it was... Uh, I
1: think I caught a fish within, like, my second or third cast. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: it was just... And, and once it, again, we each landed about a dozen. I mean, these are all 15 to 18-inch cutthroat trout, and and it's just A couple like, of them were really fat. Oh, they were. It was like footballs. I know it. You know, we talked about this yesterday or in our, uh, in our previous episode, Dave, but uh, again, just in the same way that those cutthroat don't attack streamers like brown trout do uh, they don't attack hoppers quite like a rainbow no. or a brown or or yeah something else would would do it i mean they're they're deliberate i guess they're more deliberate it's not like they you know they're timid but
1: it's almost it's, like they mouth it yeah, as opposed to mm-hmm. attack it Right. They and you do and have to set the it. hook on these fish yeah, because there are so many times mm-hmm. I'll see that dart of the shadow and I'm thinking I know he hit my line. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you can't see especially if the if the hoppers underneath the surface at that yeah. point, you know, mm-hmm. it's waterlogged. And sometimes you'll just set the hook and you'll see the dart, set the hook and you'll catch the fish. And uh it's just different fishing for these cuts. They're so gorgeous when you get them and we posted some of those on Instagram, but uh, but they are just—they just hit, they strike hoppers differently.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really do. So that's what we caught. Uh, what are some things we talked about that day, Dave? That's always an important part of our
1: fly fishing adventure. Well, this day, since we made this hike up this little cliff it's it's tre- it's treacherous um it's yeah, not what would like you it's uh a... is it
0: is it maybe is it 100 150 yards from top to bottom would you say
1: ah uh, that's a good question maybe 100 yards yeah
0: it's 100 yards and it, it's it's steep yes i mean it's very steep it's got a now there's a trail either a game trail or maybe over the years
1: some of the fly fishers have come up figured that way. it out i mean yeah.
0: i if not trying to take credit for it but if, if anybody uh turned that into a trail it was, was us, us. Yeah. But the one year you know when we're back when we we're even younger and we're we're in there three days in a row going up and down that trail
1: the big thing there is you have to let one person go up uh alone yeah. and, and get up really high because you kick off rocks yep, there's and some rocks of those boulders and... are about the size of basketballs oh, yeah. and if they roll down and the guy's right behind you yep. i mean you'll take out a leg um head, so you have yeah. your you have your staff your uh waiting staff in one hand you have your fly rod in the other it's just, it's just tough to get up there but
0: you know what that was the first time i had ever used a waiting staff to climb that out. Huh. i it was it was easy up and even coming down it was wasn't, a lot
1: actually is where it really helped was coming oh
0: down. yeah because that's always the worst part yeah i remember last year i tried a I tried a new section of that cliff. Well, that was not a good idea. I mean, I literally slid down that thing, you know, yeah. with boulders and and everything else and you're just hoping you don't tumble and break a leg. But yeah, this time it wasn't bad. I took it I took it slower than you did. I didn't have any trouble at no, all, that was... but but you know, back to what we talked about. I remember we talked a lot about that. And I think that silly cliff was was in the back of our mind. It it messed with our minds. It is because it's a marker
1: of age, I think. I think the moment you decide not to go up that it's not that you can't go up that, but you make a decision, okay, the risk is too great. Now we're not at that age where that's true, but it you realize there's going to come a time in which we're not we're gonna make the choice not to go that far back.
0: Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's really true. The other
1: thing I, I thought was good and I don't remember if it was that day But I remember we were talking about, I think I asked you the question, you know, Steve, what are you looking forward to? And, you know, or what, you know, as you think about your future, you know, when you're a young man, you're talking about for you as a pastor, it's like, you know, maybe you go to a different church, you get, you know, maybe you're going to write this, do this. And I thought your comment was so interesting. You said, you know, what I'm really, what I really look forward to, what gives me a lot of joy is just having lunch with Pris, my wife. I thought, wow boy have we come a long way (laughs) (laughs) but i think that it's so interesting having this long friendship like this 40 year friendship which is it will be 40 years Mm -hmm. this next year oh man it will be this 40 year friendship and and just the the nature of what you talk about shifts and now this is the first fall i have no kids in football no kids in wrestling you have no kids in football and sports anymore um i have a daughter that's you know in sixth grade doing uh soccer and and, and uh, lacrosse but it's so weird it's just so different we just yeah, don't talk about I the know. same thing
0: hey what you said just reminded me so next year we got to do a po- podcast on on one fine day on blank and baker flats that, oh, was, we should do that That was the first time we ever fished together and it was it was kind of half spinning fly rods. fishing yeah. mostly spinning rods and yep. And didn't you sprain your I ankle? I did, I, I mean, did. we had it. It was, it was a,
1: coming down that big cliff to down into the creek. It was a crazy
0: adventure. We were 18 years old. Oh, my. Good night. <laughs> and, and boy, did and we
1: know about life, huh? Uh, I know. I don't That's, think we were ever yeah.
0: smarter than we were then. No, we, we did. We, we knew everything. <laughs> and oh, good night. Uh, hey, we also I... talked the other, uh, that, that day, uh, yeah, sunny day in the Yellowstone, we also talked about what does it take to learn a river? And, oh, yeah, you know, we talked about how you do have to make repeat trips in various conditions over time. I guess that's the the formula. You got to repeat it. You got to fish it several times, but the conditions have to be different, and maybe even in different seasons and. Uh, it just strikes me that's a place that we really know well. And it's a freestone river, so the river changes. It's, it's not like Hopper run fishes the way it did a decade ago. No, or, that's for sure. But you, you do get a feel for uh, the river in a way that that you don't if, if it's uh, you know, just a new place or something you fish in frequently. And I think there's a satisfaction, isn't there, to going back to the same place that you fished over the years and seeing the changes and and having to relearn, but then using some of what you learned before,
1: right? Uh, I, I, there's there's a sense in which, yeah, getting to know a river. I wonder if we should just do a whole episode on that on yeah. sometime. That might be an interesting, uh, maybe get some feedback from our listeners. But one is it kicks your butt. I mean, you might go two three times and it kicks your butt every time. Yeah. You know, but then you go a fourth time and like yeah. our last mm-hmm. episode, you hit this beta beta's hatch, which we have never hit there and no. all the times we've fished no. have we ever that's hit right. a bait no. nope there we've we've caught flies on our flies we've caught fish on top of the water with with uh, with different types of flies but never a hatch like that so the river is so strange there are days in which you think you really know it and i think that's the only way you can know a river is by fishing it in different seasons it's interesting you and i fish it mostly in the fall late summer and early mm-hmm. fall and we've done also done it midfall as well but, uh, yeah, there are times in which the river just gives, and then the river takes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
0: I know it. I know it. Well, let's talk about what we heard. And this is where I have to share about this hilarious conversation <laughs> between Dave and a young guy in a fly shop that we won't name. And it's not one of the fly shops that we we frequent very often. This is not Parks and Gardner, Fins and Feather, and Bozeman. In fact, it wasn't even in Bozeman, but just somewhere in in Southwest Montana. There's a fly <laughs> shop, and it's, it's a good fly shop, but they were charging $4 for uh, their parachute atoms and their purple haze. Uh, I mean, like for a size 18. And, I, you know, I'm over looking at something else. And I hear Dave, I knew you were talking to God. I hear you say, You have got to be kidding me. And then I didn't hear what
1: the guy said. He said, "Well, they're expensive but they're hand-tied." And I heard him. Yeah, that I heard you say. And my response was even that little old lady in Thailand who, you know, ties flies for the major corporations. Those are hand-tied. Everything yeah. is hand-tied. All flies Don't are hand-tied. Don't
0: give me this. It's not like there's some people that have a a robot or a machine. Well, maybe you could, you could Fly tying through robotics, but every fly is hand tied. My flies are hand tied as pathetic as they are. They're hand tied. Gosh, $4. I was like, and
1: I was only going, it was actually some betas. I think that they had that I thought, Oh, that looks really good. I thought "I'll, I'll get a couple of those. And I said, four bucks. He goes, yeah, they're hand tied. I went, and yeah. I said, and I slapped him on the back. So I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't make him feel. Well, I don't know how I made him feel, but I tried to be nice about it. But I just kind of mocked him, <laughs> hand tied. Oh. I said, even the little old lady in Thailand hand ties her flies.
0: He didn't know what to say, did he? <laughs> that oh, was a great boy. moment. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> well, then we also heard a lot of questions from tourists and hikers about fishing. I know we mentioned that in uh, the previous episode that the day before. Uh, you know, we ran into people then, but it it's surprising, isn't it, how many folks are still in the park in the third week of September? Well,
1: that was one of the big shocks, I think. Um, and I, Maybe it's always been this way, but it really felt like this year, the place was just yeah.
0: packed. For that time of year, yeah.
1: You would think by the middle of September, and it really towards the third week of September, it was the third week of September, that you know, everybody's going home, but it was all these folks with no kids. There were typically no kids, and um, it just, even all the way up and down Tower Fall. Now, there wasn't anybody hiking. That was the one thing. There was nothing, nobody going up river where we hike. Mm-hmm. but the, it was packed with the cars, and Gardner was packed. It was just, I was a little kind of discouraged. I, I always hoped that you know, yeah. that place is that last place on earth that gets yeah. buried with people. Yep. But my gosh, middle of September, Yep. it kind of felt like middle of summer almost. Yep, I
0: know. it. Well, finally, last but certainly not least, what we ate. Oh my gosh. So the, the night before we, uh, we had eaten at the uh, Corral, the Corral hamburgers, and we talked about that and how we... Enjoyed it, but uh, wow! Watching the the wolf video and watching wolves tear, <laughs> tear apart up a the coyote, coyote <laughs> in, and mangle it in anger—it's like yeah. So this time we uh, we stopped on the west side of the river uh, before we crossed the bridge at the Cowboy Grill. We've eaten there before. It's a barbecue place, and man, we were fortunate to get in again. The thing was packed.
1: And oh, it's a wait. You had oh, it's like this is like Chicago on a Friday afternoon, right? It was I like know. a half hour this wait, is a, wasn't
0: it? This is a Wednesday.
1: Yeah. It was a Wednesday. It's September. Yeah.
0: You know, families are they're, they're back in the kids are back in school, but I couldn't believe all the people. So food was great. Oh but my gosh. What did we get? That filet mignon sandwich. Oh, that was worth every penny. I, I, of it.
1: I don't, I mean, of all the places I've eaten. The Chico Hot Springs meal, which we mentioned in the previous meal. Yeah. Previous meal. <clears throat> I can tell what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Uh, in the previous podcast. <laughs> and this one, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was like, it was so tasty. Yeah, it was. And our waiter, remember we had that oh, waiter? What was his name?
0: guys His name was Varden. He was a PhD student. In, in Romania. Yes. Studying cultural studies. And he said he's here on an ex- he's here on an exchange program, and I was just fascinating talking to him. I'll tell you what, that guy was good. He that was, was great so service. Efficient. Oh my gosh. Oh my word! I I don't know when I've seen a server that efficient. So you yeah.
1: and I don't, in fact, rarely. Well, you and I rarely have dessert, but we couldn't resist. What did we, yeah. we shared something that night? Yeah, what was it? Yeah, I
0: forget what it was. Was
1: some sort of apple crisp or yeah. no, or, it was or huckleberry crisp. Huckleberry or, yeah, crisp. Something yeah, like something that. that was just yeah. amazing. That was but that good. that server was amazing. And in fact, I, I, I asked him if he was the owner because yeah, he acted mm-hmm. like an owner. Oh, you did. You can always tell who the owner is generally, and uh, and man, he acted like an the owner. they care about the little things. They and, care and about this the guy little really things. things. Really this did. guy was really great. Yeah.
0: So, wow. Well, I guess we had two fine days in the Yellowstone, and both were different. In our next episode, we're going to talk about day three of this mid-September trip to Yellowstone country. And that's going to take us to a river that often gets overlooked, but it's a fabulous fishery in its own right. We had a good day. Steve had a good day. Well, yeah, but it was a strange day. (laughs) It was a strange day. And we're going to tell you why on our next
1: episode. One of the features that we've had in our past episodes back in the day when we used to do an episode every week was great stuff from our listeners. And we plan to continue that, want to continue that. But uh, since now we're doing episodic uh, episodes, is that a way to say it? Uh, we're I don't doing know what that means, but it a sounds A series good. of episodes in batches. <laughs> yes, really. there you go. So we'd like to continue great stuff from our listeners. So we'd love for you to respond to this episode or the previous one. And we will post your comments or refer to your comments uh, in our upcoming episodes.
0: All right. That's all for today. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River.
1: For the love of fly fishing.